Evil Stepmother Speaks radio show. This is Barb Goldberg of The Evil Stepmother Speaks, a place where we are dedicated to teaching the art and science of step family management. We also like to have some fun as well. So welcome this morning, and today's topic is how and when to apologize. Oof, can you imagine? But I think it's a topic well worth spending some time on. Because I have a gut feeling that if you're like me, um, we have plenty of opportunities to apologize. Let's face it, uh, we probably are not um, operating at the top of our game when we are faced with the complexities of uh, step family life. And um, I think we can all raise our hands and say we've jumped off the bridge one time or another, right? So we probably have opportunities to apologize. Frankly, all people do, but I thought we could talk about it today. So I hope this helps. So now I'm going to date myself. And do you remember that um, movie love story from like 10 billion years ago? And the motto was, love means never having to say you're sorry. Well, um, that's bull crap. Um, Love does mean having to say you're sorry. So here's why. Because if you never apology, if you never apologize, rather, then um, you will never ever um, be free of the feelings of any shame or regret that you would have in your relationship. Because let's face it, we all do things that bother and hurt us, and um, a grumpy comment or not doing what we say, whatever, right? And when we lack the ability to say we're sorry, minor offenses eventually accumulate enough weight to sink any relationship. Have you done that, avoided it, and then things just get worse? But the simple act of apologizing can reestablish goodwill even when our sins are much, much graver. Now, the thing is, it's got to be done right. Because if it's lame, badly constructed, or has some, you know has some shade attached to it, it can do more damage than the original offense. Fortunately, the art of an effective apology is simple. And you know what? If you master it, it can change your relationships and make them more solid and, re- and resilient. Now, before I continue on, I need to give credit where credit's due. The material in today's class is by Dr. Martha Beck. As many of you know, I am a certified life coach with Dr. Beck, and I have taken this material from her. So carrying on here, let's talk about when to apologize. Ever think, well, I I know I need to apologize, but I'm going to wait for that perfect moment. Um, The perfect moment, by the way, is to apologize the moment you realize that you've done something wrong. Now, That seems easy when we're talking about someone else, um, but when we're talking about ourselves, it's not unusual to try to protect ourselves from shame or censor by waiting for the heat to blow over. You know that one, wait till it blows over. We may try to postpone it or avoid it altogether by adding on to it, by lying, blaming others, making excuses, or justifying The impulse to go into such a stall is a big old signal. When you really don't want to say you're sorry, that's a red flag that it's almost certainly time to do so. 
On the other hand, you may be one of those people who apologize when they haven't done anything wrong. You know those types, or you may be that type. Personally, that just drives me nuts. And remember, when you do that, when you apologize, when you haven't done anything, that's as false as failing to say you're sorry when you really have done something. So if you're a frequent apologizer, today is the time to stop. This kind of pseudo-apology may ease awkward conversation, but it's also a form of crying wolf, and you know what happens to people that cry wolf. It distracts attention from the real issue, and it weakens any meaningful apologies that you may have coming. Don't do it. So, now about how to apologize. You know, apologizing is rarely comfortable or easy, so if you're going to do it, um, do it effectively and make it count. Uh, Dr. Lazar, a psychiatrist and dean at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, has spent years studying acts of contrition in every context from interpersonal, interpersonal to international. And this is what he's found in all of his studies about apologizing. Four points. One, make a full acknowledgement of the offense. Start by describing exactly what you did wrong without avoiding the worst truths of it. Let it all out. And once the facts are out, acknowledge that your behavior violated a moral code. It doesn't matter whether you and the person you've hurt shares the same ethics. If you've broken your own rules, you're in the wrong and accept responsibility. So you get it. I, I need to apologize. Here, I'm giving you an example. Um, first of all, I need to tell you that I wrote something nasty on Facebook. I wrote that your ex-wife is a cow. And I want you to know that I know that what I did was wrong. I have no business writing our personal family um, and private thoughts on Facebook for the world to see. I know that I've hurt you and our children, and I will not do it again. Uh, for those of you who have done that out there, I know you're listening. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But accept full responsibility and don't try to skirt around the issues. Number two, an explanation. A truthful explanation is your best shot at rebuilding a strong, peaceful relationship. The core deep, I mean the real explanation for your behavior, is your key to changing for the better. Explanations help you and your victim understand why you misbehaved and assure both of you that the offense won't occur. Excuses merely deflect the responsibility and leave them out of your apology. So let's continue on. You know, I, I posted that, those comments on Facebook because I was so frustrated when really I didn't have the courage to just express myself clearly to you and instead I took it out on your ex and embarrassed her and embarrassed myself. Okay, number three, a genuine expression of remorse. Anybody who's been on the receiving end of a... Um, of the comment, I'm sorry you feel that way, 
knows the difference between sincere regret and an attempt to avoid responsibility for bad behavior. Few things are less likely to evoke forgiveness than apology without remorse. Got it? Real remorse. Number four, reparations for damage. An apology includes real repair work, not just saying I'm sorry. Often there'll be nothing tangible to repair because hearts and relationships are broken more often than physical objects. In such cases, your efforts should focus on restoring the other person's dignity. The question, what else do you want me to do, can start this process. If you ask it sincerely, and I mean really sincerely, what else do you want me to do, really listen to the answer and act on the other party's suggestions. You'll be honoring their feelings, perspective, and experience. The knowledge that one is heard and valued has incredible healing power. It can mend even seemingly irreparable wounds. So pull down those comments on Facebook and maybe even write an apology letter or call the person like the ex, etc., who you were writing about and actually apologize to them. And maybe even, you might even be forced to post something on Facebook expressing your remorse. After apologizing, you know, when you really apologize, you should feel good about yourself because an effective apology is, as Dr. Lazar says in his studies, an act of honesty, an act of humility, an act of commitment, an act of generosity, and an act of courage. But there's no guarantee that the other person involved will share your warm, fuzzy feelings. The final gallant act of apology is to release your former victim from any expectations of forgiveness. No matter how noble you have been, he or she will forgive or refuse to forgive on his own terms, and that is their right. You know, Anne Lamott refers to forgiveness as giving up all hope of had, having had a different past. This is a well-known quote. I'm going to repeat it. Forgiveness is giving up all hope of having had a different past. past. The same words apply to apologizing. An apology is the end of our struggle with history, the act by which we untangle from our past by accepting what it actually was. And from this truthful place, we are free to move forward whether or not we are forgiven. Apologizing doesn't make us perfect, but it shows our commitment to be honest about our imperfections and steadfast in our efforts to do better. And remember this as parents. When we openly apologize and apologize effectively like we've learned in today's class, we set a powerful example to our children as well because they are going to be certainly in need of learning how to, to learn the art of apologizing like we talked about today. And you can set a very strong example. For those of you who have ever read the book Daring Greatly by Dr. Brene Brown, you know that shame is one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful um, feeling that most of us has and is at the root of most anger and frustration is our own personal shame. Learning how to apologize 
is one step towards obliterating any shame we may feel towards some actions that we have done. So I hope that this class on how and when to apologize was helpful to you, and as always, I hope that it makes your life easier. And now it's time to pitch as usual. If you need to find me, you can always email me at barb at theevilstepmotherspeaks.com. And, of course, you can find my blogs on theevilstepmotherspeaks.com. If you haven't read the book, The Evil Stepmother Speaks, A Guide to Step Families Who Want to Love and Laugh, well, shame on you, and I'm not going to apologize. Please read it. You can find it on my website or on Amazon or any e-reader that's out there. It'll really help, and you'll have something that you can always refer back to. You can find us on Facebook at The Evil Stepmother Speaks, and you know I have a private group called Stepmom Life Class, and the only way to get into that is to friend me on Facebook at Barbara Goldberg. Um, you know, obviously know about this radio show. I also, on occasion, offer classes. You can see those either on Facebook Advertised or on the website under Stepmom Support. And, of course, I always offer one-on-one coaching for those times when you really need an extra hand on your back. So I welcome, I wish you, let me try that again. I wish you a great week and um, a happy stepfamily life. Take care. <laughs>